You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. episode of Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football Game Source, the guys at Lakerholics.com, and the awesome folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, the day didn't start off so well. Not only did we hear about the hand injury for Avery Bradley, who was out of the starting lineup, but the most important absence, which will be for at least 10 days, LeBron James tested positive and is going under. The health and safety protocols, a.k.a. he probably has COVID right now, so he's going to be out for at least 10 days. So get used to that, Laker fans. Just as we thought we were getting everybody together, it all goes apart again. As they head into Sacramento, things weren't looking that great, but AD was confident that the Lakers would go on a run of wins. And you know what? After a kind of sappy first half, especially on the offensive end, where it's really kind of sluggish and the ball didn't move around as well as I'd like, and the Lakers really didn't shoot that well. They came out with their best second half of the year because without LeBron, without Avery Bradley, without Kendrick Nunn, without Trevor Reza, they still played their best defense in the second half of the year and had a tremendous blow-by performance in that second half as they outscored Sacramento 67 233 in a 117-92 thrashing of the Sacramento Kings in a revenge match of what happened after the three-overtime travesty that happened on Friday. What a way to come back and what a way to make a statement that the Lakers can and are still a good team when they want to be. And here today to talk about the game today is a good man indeed. As he's traveling on the road, we do say hi to Laker Tom, and we also say get well to Jamie Sweet, who's under the weather, and we also say hello to our good friend Sean Grice, but in their place steps in an awesome individual indeed. He's part of the Lakerholics.com collective. It is Elrob. Elrob, it is so tremendous having you here. I know this is late for you, but I know you were so excited by that super strong second half. 
It was an inspiring second half effort by the Lakers. And thank you, Gerald. Great to be here. It was good to see. I mean, the first half, they just, it was like a layup line. I was like, are we playing the Sacramento Kings or is this fight slamma jamma reincarnated there? So, um, yeah, the Lakers looked like they just blitzed the, the pick and roll. And, and uh, finally, once they hit Sacramento, they gave up pretty easily. I didn't think they showed much fight, but the Lakers, uh, to their credit, took it to them and, and blitzed them. And they never was able to recover. This time last week, we were talking about how the third quarter was such a problem for the team that they would always come out and just be laxic days ago, and they would lose games very often, quite often so far this season in the third quarter. Ever since then, they've had some real progress in third quarters, even in the loss that they had as well. But for the most part, in their wins in this past week, they've had a really strong third quarter, and that was definitely the case. Yes, their fourth quarter, 30-18, to 18, was tremendous, but the way they played in that third quarter, you've got to admit, was really impressive. Let me just go through the numbers real quick just to let everybody know. Anthony Davis did have 25 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 blocked shots. Russell Westbrook, 9 of 21, still not great. 3 pointers, 1 out of 5. He's got to shoot from the corner because that's where he's really shooting well is from the corner. He's over 50% there. He's terrible everywhere else. He's 23 points, 6 assists, so not a super good game for him. But he had 4 turnovers as well. Taylor Horton Tucker still a work in progress with only two points. But the guy who really came through for us, my friend, is Malik Monk. Eight of 16, hit a half-court shot at the buzzer for the half, six of 10 from three, 22 points, really a strong performance. And Dwight Howard with 12 points and 13 rebounds after being a DNP coach decision in the last game, came back pretty strong today. Yeah, I, I thought Dwight's defense, actually him and Wayne Ellington, their defense, I thought set the tempo. Which is very surprising for you to say that as far as Ellington is concerned. I know. I was like, wow, he's he's fighting over screens. He, he was really getting into the Kings uh, body. And, you know, Dwight is still a good defensive player, but you, not if you just want him to sit back and be in no man's land. So, you know, he's got active hands. When they allowed him to uh, go ahead and be aggressive on those on those on those screens, he was able to get his hands on some balls, deflect some balls, knock away some balls. Um, Russ picked up and he started playing great defense as well, which you know he usually you know may not um, really be that engaged on the defensive end. So yeah, it was a, it was a sight to see, and and Monk, you know, he started hitting shots, man. With him and Ellington out there at three-point line, that kind of opens up some things. And 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 AD did most of his work in the paint, so good to see him be aggressive and and and, and attack. Um, so it was just really, really very impressive um, third quarter and second half all all the way around. I'll tell you what, you know, as Sean put it in his notes that he wanted me to pass along, especially the quarters that are allowing thirty-five points. Through 20 games from this season to the last season, I mean, it, they've actually allowed 35 points plus quarters 15 times so far this season. And you were worried if that was going to be the case because Sacramento was coming off one of their worst offensive performances. So in the league that you always see a bounce back performance after something like that, I was really worried. And actually, I went on another show, the NBA Carousel, if you get a chance to check it out, where I was really worried that they would come back strong today. And like you said, in that first half, it kind of looked like it with the layups, with the points in the paint, with everything that they were doing there because they weren't hitting their outside shots. 
The Lakers made a concerted effort to go ahead and defend them on the perimeter. This is something that with the second half, you just, again, you got to bottle up because not only were they able to execute on the offense, but they were able to execute on the defense. They have two extra, two days off here and they come back on Friday. So they get an extra day off before they go ahead and head back to the Staples Center on Friday. Do you think there's any way that they can go ahead, Vogel and the coaching staff, again, without LeBron for 10 days, we don't know how long Avery Bradley is going to be out with a hand injury. We also know that Trevor Reese is just starting to do some practicing with the team, so he's still a little ways off. And Kendrick Nunn, who knows about him coming back anytime soon. But is there any way they can go ahead and take a look at the tape, see what they did so right, and be able to just wrap that up and package that and be able to go ahead and play more like that more consistently starting on Friday? No. I'm not <laughs> expecting it. I mean... I, they haven't done anything to make us believe they can do it. I think it really starts with Russ. If Russ, you know, like today he came out, he wasn't looking for a shot tonight, you know, by him being overly committed to passing. He had a lot of open things that he didn't use and attack. And so that created four turnovers. And you have, what, seven turnovers in the first quarter, 10 in the first half. So, yes. you know, you're playing the Kings. If you, I mean, I don't, you know, if you can play the Kings every night, then yes, I would. Be a little more optimistic, but I expect it to be kind of up, up and down, up and down. So I'm not expecting them to, to really do like because this is basically a 500 team. Yeah, uh, I can't see them like AD said running off 10 straight games. You know, Um, I certainly hope they can at least get some of that confidence. That would be great, and I think they can play better, but they got to be committed to the defensive end like they were in the third quarter, and you know, unfortunately. Um, they haven't shown that, and uh, they're not cohesive enough to just play in spurts like that and beat, uh, you know, beat some of the better teams. I don't think so. I'm hoping, but I'm I'm, I'm not counting on it. Yeah, and uh, you know, especially facing the Clippers on Friday, a team like them around 500. So we'll see what happens there. It's so funny because the, uh, the the big game, the big matchup tonight was Phoenix and Golden State going mano a mano against each other with Phoenix pulling it out in Phoenix, 104 to 96 over the Warriors. And everybody's talking about that until LeBron, the news came down about him going into health and safety protocols. And all of a sudden, everything shifted over to him. So for the next 10 days, the Lakers still have, you know, let's say that's the best case scenario is 10 days. We don't know if he, if he gets symptoms, if he really gets sick. Obviously, it could be at a more extended amount of time. But over the next 10 days, you're looking at basically L.A. against the Clippers. They're playing at home against Boston on Tuesday. And then next week, Thursday, they're playing at Memphis. Those are the games he's going to miss. So that's three games total at the minimum. So let's say it is the best-case scenario, and it is only a 10-day absence for LeBron. In these three games, what do you expect them to do against those three teams? You said they had Memphis, Boston, and the Clippers. That's correct. You know the Clippers always bring an extra effort against the Lakers. So, And like the Lakers, they've also been really up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably lose to Memphis, beat Boston. Yeah, I would be happy with two and one. But yeah, if I had to put, put the, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say close, probably one and two. 
Uh, Memphis is a swing game. I expect them to lose to the Clippers. I, don't, I mean, not like the Clippers have, you know, better team, but they just, I think, bring a little extra juice. Maybe Russ can change the dynamics of that matchup. But, I mean, it's a toss-up with the Lakers. They can win any of these games, and they can lose any of them. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. If they could only just, again, like I was saying, if they only just capture what they did in that second half because this is by far and away the best performance from a half at least an extended over a quarter period of time this is the best two quarters the lakers have played all season from both a offensive and a defensive standpoint and it results in their biggest victory of the season 117 to 92 over the sacramento kings if you have thoughts out there for us any questions please let us know at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, or you can find L Rob, me, Laker Tom, Jamie Sweet, and more at Lakerholics.com. But my friend, I just wanted to go ahead and just thank you so much for dropping on by. Again, I know it's late for you, my friend. I know you've been out there in the Midwest watching the games going on with Duke, getting upset by Ohio State out there. I hear you, the news going on with Michigan State and, and all the stuff that's going on there, and, and things are still looking pretty strong for you out there on the football side. So any last thoughts for you on the way out? Yeah, well, first, congratulations to the Trojans and landing League and Riley. So that's exciting, exciting news. So, yeah, it's a lot of exciting stuff. In, in a, well, like I told you, it's all about recruiting, and he's a big-name recruiter. He's been able to get a lot of guys from the, the Southern California area to come out to Oklahoma. Let's see if it can keep them staying in the Southern California area, and if that's the case, it's a big win for the Trojans. Yeah. Well, being a Spartan, I just want to make—I just don't want Michigan to make the playoffs. So maybe, hope, hopefully, they'll get upset in the Big Ten championship game. I don't expect it, but who knows? Crazier things have have, have happened. Um, getting back to the Lakers, though. If Laker time was here, he'd talk about the Lakers outscoring them by five buckets from the three-point line. So, and that's a big part of the win. Um, if, you, if they hold teams, I mean, what they gave up six three-pointers. So, yeah, you that, you're playing great defense. That's a, definitely a recipe for success. Exciting night anytime you can win without LeBron. If they can build some momentum, we know AD. He's been playing pretty consistent. If he can keep bringing it, if Russ can get some consistent play. And if Monk can be that other guy, then yeah, you know, Lakers, they, they, I don't mind them losing, just play defense and show more effort and let's see some improvement. So that's what I, that's the only thing I'm really looking for. It's just a little more consistency. Absolutely. As am I, my friend. 
yeah. as am I. But once again, it's L. Rob, the man right there for you. You can go ahead and check out what he thinks about his comments that he lives up every now and then at Lakerholics.com and always a great part of the Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions for us, again, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. But the Lakers, every statistical category, points in the paint, rebounds, everywhere they were having issues, defense against the perimeter, defense against the paint, offensive execution. You can't complain today, anyone. I'm not going to complain. And I have the glass half empty, according to Laker Tom. And you know what? The glass was full today because the Lakers did have their best second half performance of the season and it led to a 117 to 92 victory over the Sacramento Kings. We will be back on Friday night for a post game against the Clippers. So we'll talk about that game and we'll be back strong for that with the Lakerholics. I also want to mention that we'll also have, I believe, Joe Soro, and hopefully I'm going to try and get on Sean Grice here in the coming days as well. So look out for that. So again, we truly appreciate you being part of the broadcast today. If you got any questions, hit us up, Lakerholics.com. Once again, the Lakers did win 117-92. to I think their best performance of the season. Can they make it two in a row as far as great performances and three wins overall in a row? AD's prediction, can it come true? We'll find out if it continues this Friday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.